The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. Today we have coming to us from Leesburg, Florida, two people who are running one of the best schools. If your brain is different, you want to talk about Beacon College, and we got with us here the Haggerty's. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Haggerty. Okay. Hi. Hey. Why don't you each introduce yourselves uh, properly, uh, George and Oksana, because you're such a dynamic duo couple, I don't want to mess it up. I'm proud to serve as the president of Beacon College, and uh, the journey to Beacon started out uh, when I was uh, 19 years old, and um, I was a very rough student in college, actually was about to be liberated, and I got a disease of the retina, which uh, kind of forced me to become uh, far more disciplined in my life, and I had an interest in disability as well as in education and the financing of these programs. Um, so I uh, uh, got out of uh, college, Stonehill College, and uh, went on to uh, the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And at the same time I was doing that, I was working uh, Boston School Desegregation. And uh, at the same time that that was happening, we had our first efforts in special education in the state of Massachusetts. So. I got a, a real exposure to the complexity and diversity of education. I went on to do a postdoctoral fellowship at what was, what was then the Bureau of Education for the Handicapped and stayed on when uh, the Bureau uh, converted over into the U.S. Department of Education in 1980. I became a program officer and then a branch chief and after eight years decided I wanted to go back into higher education, did so, and uh, also ran a um, consulting firm uh, on a special education policy that uh, was successful. We had uh, 26 state clients trying to work on the initial policies. So my whole life has really been involved uh, in, the, in the policy and finance arena of special ed. I ended up uh, going on to a university presidency, did that for 14 years, and then my wife and I uh, traveled overseas for five years. And when we decided to come back, we found this uh, beautiful little college, which only had 187 students at the time, and but it had a mission like no other, which I think we'll talk about later. So that's how I, I came to Beacon. And Oksana? Um, I came to Beacon with my husband. But my joining this field started quite a long time ago, and um, I've always been interested in education. And my doctoral dissertation 15 years ago was about gifted children. And this was my first experience of working with non-neurotypical individuals. And so when I came to Beacon six years ago, this was probably the most rewarding professional experience because I got the chance to really explore educational developmental psychology when it comes to working with individuals who learn differently. And um, I, I absolutely love it here and I get to 
I uh, use a lot of knowledge and skills and I get to know much more about human brain than I was ever taught about it. Tell us about Beacon College. I think the best way to, to talk about this, I'd been on the regulatory teams for the development of what was then called the Education for All Handicapped Children Act, which has since become the, it was the foundation for the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act that really serves students uh, pre-K through, through 12 now as, as the federal law. And I was on one of the regulatory teams that dealt with students with learning disabilities. And um, we were really focused on getting uh, this law into place, get it, getting it appropriately standardized and regulated. And we knew there was a certain percentage of the population that could go to college, it could do college work. And um, when we were, I can remember sitting in some of those meetings saying, then what? Then what for these students? Well, in 1989, a group of parents, um, uh, one year uh, before the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is, uh, is going to have its 30th anniversary this year, but they founded an institution, a four-year institution, received state approval, and uh, after the first year had about 37 students. And uh, the idea behind this was that they had sons and daughters who they knew could do college work, but uh, higher education institutions were not prepared uh, to work with their forms of neurodiversity. And uh, they uh, started Beacon and the college has uh, transformed. Uh, first of all, the, the, the overall mission has not changed at all. Um, but the institution has been transformed uh, from one major to uh, seven majors and uh, four separate tracks off of those majors. Um, it's a liberal arts-based institution. And what we have attempted to do over the last five or six years is to create an institution that really has not existed before, a rigorous liberal arts institution, fully accredited, which we are uh, by the Southern Association, which focuses wholly on the profile of learners with learning disabilities, ADHD, and autistic spectrum disorder. And um, to do that, we uh, teach multimodally in, in the classroom, so universal design in learning is very important to us. But we also have another feature that is absolutely critical, and those are wraparound services. And um, we do not uh, lead students by the hand, but what we do is we guide students to keep them on track uh, so that we can have the kinds of student outcomes that we have. And I'd probably ask Oksana to talk about the learning specialist model. Uh, learning specialists are um, educational experts working with students individually. And we have uh, weekly meetings with our students to talk about their progress and about their feelings about their studies. And the most important thing here is to really make sure that students meaningfully engage, that they don't escape, don't avoid, that there is no anxiety, there are no panic attacks. And we need to make sure that our students engage in learning, 
because most of the conditions that our um, our undergraduates have are the conditions that make them unavailable for learning. So we need to make them available. And there are different ways to do it. Provide assistance, provide choice, explain, brainstorm with them, not do the work for them, but make the, do the work with them. And so this is what we do and we find this function very important. It's not tutoring, it's not homework helping. It's very different. It's really promoting the engagement with academic work. And it takes many different forms, but we think it's successful here at Beacon. One statistic that caught my eye in learning about Beacon College was that you only accept, I believe, 58% of the students who apply. That's correct. Amplify on that. Yes, if you, if you put us up uh, on the scale of selective, this institution is considered a selective institution with that 58% number. But what we're looking for is something very different from what many other institutions will be looking for. They'll be looking for the highest SAT scores, uh, the best performance um, in, in their high school um, curriculum. Uh, certainly, we welcome that. But what we're really looking for is um, the profile of a student who may struggle because of uh, one of their profiles, AD, ADHD, LD, ASD, um, and who appears to have strong motivational skills to do undergraduate work. And um, we require an interview uh, with the student and certainly the, the family comes along and we really try to have individuals, uh, individual students and their families understand that what we are here is a fully accredited liberal arts institution without watered down curriculum uh, that has a particular design that works well with students but only if they're motivated. And the other feature that I think that we we need to um, recognize too is that this profile of student uh, has concomitant issues of depression, anxiety, OCD. And many times um, these are issues which uh, further make these students unavailable for learning. So our first year is a very important year for several reasons, and the, the student is assigned a learning specialist even before they, they come to the institution. And um, there, there are several functions. First of all, we recognize some of these students require gap learning because what they received in K through 12 may not have been as robust as it should be for a college education. Uh, that's a, a that's a detriment to the student who can do the college work. So we work on that. But there are a couple other features. Um, executive function is very important in these institutions. So the socialization of these institutions, uh, of these students uh, within our community is enormously important. And the last feature, which uh, can be um, uh, a bit controversial, is our need to pull the student away from the parents. 
And uh, we certainly understand that our parents have been the major advocate for our students. But our job is to uh, put them through a, a rigorous four-year program and on the back end to have them truly independent, doing worthy work, worthy of a, of a college degree. And to do that, we have a system that uh, we believe um, works. And when I came and interviewed, um, I had never heard of Beacon. And um, I told my wife, it's the smallest, it's the poorest, but it's got the best darn mission I've ever seen. And I think it has a lot to teach American higher education. But if you look at the national figures, our students um, graduate in four years at close to 70%. Our persistence rate is way up in the 80s. And our uh, post-degree uh, employment after six months after graduation is 83.5%. Wow. So for this population, this profile of student who very often does not receive the kind of work both academic work as well as those socialization skills, because a lot happens outside the classroom too. Um, those are the, are the real features that I really do make, think make the difference. We as parents are kind of paralyzed a little bit because we love our kids so much. We want to do for them. We want to make them be successful. And you get into the issue of the, the hovering, the overmanaging, and all the other things that we as parents um, do not do as well as a compassionate third party. Let's put it like that. You're, you're giving us the message that less is more. So, so two things that we're doing that, that uh, really track here, because we, we do recognize that we're trying to put parents out of a job. You know, basically, we, we, and for the most part, they all wish for that. And um, so two things that, that we've done in the last three years, we've started concentrating on emerging adulthood, including the training of our own parents on these students are going to change. They're going to change dramatically. And what can you do? in your home, in the life, the family life that you have, that's not only going to help them emerge into full-fledged adulthood, but also to understand it and to accommodate it. And that's a, that's a very important feature. And very honestly, most undergraduate institutions should be concentrating on this as well. The other thing that we're doing, we're very um, interested, uh, we're very interested in uh, college entry and persistence. And the reason is, is because if you look at the national numbers, and there are not a lot of, of uh, national databases on this, there's a National Longitudinal Transitional Study, but that was in 2009 to show how students enter, how they persist, and those numbers aren't pretty at all. Uh, with students who have learning and attention issues. They're just, they're just not pretty. Uh, last year, we beta tested a program called Navigator Prep with uh, a gentleman, Alex Morris Wood, who uh, came to us about a year and a half ago. And Navigator Prep is 
an eight month preparation for entering college. They don't have to come to Beacon, they can go to any other institution that they want to. The idea here is these families and these students struggle mightily even before they get uh, to, to the college and they desperately want for this to succeed. So to do that, Navigator Prep has two tracks. And those two tracks are at the same time that we're working with the student, particularly on socialization issues, which is where many of them fall down and, and, and really have difficulty, uh, but also academic issues, but socialization issues. We also have a track at the same time, and the track is a bit separate, but at the same time we have it for the parents. And what we found from the first year is we wanted to beta, beta test it at 15, and we had to close it at 50. And this year we're probably going to try to do only 75, but there's a huge need need for this, and it's precisely so that the parents can understand the process that their son or daughter is going through, how they can help by really starting to back off and allowing the students to make their own mistakes and to feel somewhat uncomfortable with, with change. What are your thoughts on the stigma attached to people with learning differences and how do you address that? You know, that is, that is the ultimate hurdle for not only for the individual, but for society, the societal reinforcers. The, the reason that we've chosen to create the institution that um, we have as a strong liberal arts college first and then dedicated to the profile of these learners uh, second, I, I have had a long history in, in special education and I've seen more than enough evidence that these students always get second. And I want for these students to have first. And certainly the stigma that would be associated with going to an LD college, mm -hmm. which we are not, um, is absolutely understandable. Because what's the one thing that all of these students have in their uh, ambitions for themselves. It's to be just like everybody else, mm -hmm. just like everybody else. So the creation of an institution that does not see them in as different from the way that we do, from the way that we structure the curriculum, it is a very traditional liberal arts institution. Um, is is one major step we believe in the stigma of whether you would attend an institution like Beacon. And um, uh, our students, once they get here and are part of a community, let's remember many of these students have been marginalized previously. They haven't had a lot of friends. Their peer groups have been relatively small. Um, they may not have been um, great athletes uh, because of some of the issues that they have. 
they may develop a little slower than others. Um, so providing something that is exactly uh, like other first-rate institutions, I, I really think that's a, the way that we can deal with the stigma. The societal stigma, all you have to do is take a look at the employment rates for these, for these students or any disability, and you realize the stigma is still pretty strong out there. How can people learn more about Beacon College who, who now have an interest now that they've seen this, become acquainted with you? Well, the easiest way is, uh, sounds like an advertisement, but I might as well give a little propaganda. www.beaconcollege.edu is our website. Um, the, the, the best way of knowing if Beacon um, is the kind of institution uh, that you're, uh, that a student is interested in is actually to, to come on, on campus. We're growing rather rapidly. I know it was a small number, 187, but in the last five years, we've, we've grown to 420, and uh, we will grow to 500. We think that's the appropriate size for this particular institution. We've had a number of overtures to start campuses elsewhere. Um, we're trying to be very careful so that we create the best possible undergraduate environment that we can here. Um, but uh, we're right now building a new residence hall for another 100, which should take us to the 500 student population. And uh, the, the, the model is one that works for this profile of student and also for other students who may have um, uh, different different learning styles or may have some processing issues. It's very important to recognize that when you've met one ADHD student, you've met one ADHD student. And uh, we really do try to use the best practices of universal design and learning uh, to address um, the issues that uh, any of our students may bring to us, including the strengths, by the way. Are there any topics we have not covered today that you'd like to cover? These are issues without borders. They're no different. Uh, the incidence rates uh, may fluctuate a little bit. But the one issue that is, I think, getting, not I think, it is getting better in the United States, is that these students do have a future if they can get access to the right services. Overseas, two perspectives on students with learning and attention issues, which includes autistic spectrum. Uh, one is, is pretty negative, which is that these are luxury disabilities, that they just don't have the resources or the focus on. But the other end of this, and it's, it's an increasing uh, worldview, I would say, um, certainly in sub-Saharan Africa, in the Middle East, uh, and in Asia, um, uh, these, uh, these sons and daughters of these families um, really have lost lives because of the lack of services. It's just as um, devastating in their life 
as if they had any other disability. And um, certainly they may approach you and you can't tell that there's a disability there, but they are either pretty much homebound um, um, and uh, work very, very menial jobs. And it really is a lost life. So this is an issue of profound importance to um, Oksana and, and I simply because whenever we go over, we feel that that, uh, that the audiences are big and, and enthusiastic, but um, the, the, the issues are profound and the services are very limited. Well, that's an eye-opener, isn't it? Huh? We kind of, we've done a good job at uh, providing the access to education to many students with physical disabilities and with learning disabilities. But with learning disabilities, you not only have to allow the kid in the classroom, it's also that you have to provide specific services to help the student. And sometimes, like, let's mainstream these kids, students. Can I place a kid on the spectrum in the classroom? Sure you can, and you should. You should not segregate the student on the spectrum. However, you should also provide services. And very often with like providing access, this is where the intervention stops. And this is very, this is, this is probably just as bad as not providing any education because the kid gets traumatized, because the kid get, get, gets the idea that, oh my God, I probably cannot do that. It's probably not my, my place. So with specific learning disabilities, it's not only providing access to education, it's providing access to services. It's not just bringing the kid into the classroom, it's bringing the services to the classroom too. You, what does Beacon College do uh, in providing mental health counseling? Uh, we have four professional counselors uh, on campus for a population of 420. Um, they certainly are busy because of the concomitant issues um, of depression, anxiety, and OCD. And, and just the drama of roommate problems and all the rest, you know. Um, but we also, part of this wraparound, mm -hmm. the, the learning specialists pretty much know exactly what's going on with that student in their life. And we're small enough that we can share all sorts of data. But we did something two years ago that has proven very successful. We added a role called a community educator to uh, the wraparounds, but also directly related to the academic uh, program. And the role of a community educator is to be in those natural settings for students. And those would be the dining commons, uh, the student uh, center, even the residences. So they really don't have an office, so to speak. And they are a wonderful, not only early warning system, but they're a wonder, wonderful leveler for us. We have two of them. And um, also, if uh, I'm sure this doesn't happen on other campuses, but some of our students, particularly those with ADHD, forget to go to their learning specialist meeting. 
And or so classes. if that, or classes. So if that happens, oh, I'm sure it never happens anywhere. <laughs> no. So so if that happens and it's happens a couple of times because um, ritual is very important to these students. Showing up on time, doing the you know knowing what the consequences are for uh, for any kind of um, behavior. Um, uh, is very important, and it's it's kind of crazy that we think we in, on any campus that we have these fully developed adults who come to college as freshmen. They aren't, mm -hmm. and they're at various stages of development. And what it, it it it's our responsibility if we really do care about their development as independent um, adults. It's our it's our responsibility to make sure that we have the kinds of programs and services that will support them in their development early on. And we're big believers. I don't think we talked about this in scaffolding services. And uh, so you're going to get pretty intensive services your freshman year. What's the one message about Beacon College, Oksana, that you and George would like to leave with our audience today? I think Beacon College is really a great place to come as a student, but also a great place to be, to work at as a professional. And um, I absolutely love the mission and the opportunities and the richness of the different brains that I see here. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that and this is amazing and the truly educational experience it's like you know this is really a better way to teach let's say neurotypical individuals who as we agreed do not exist we're probably all different but here at Beacon we see it more it's kind of magnified and it gives us a way to develop ways and methods and approaches that can be used by other institutions, by other parents, by students themselves to be more successful in a quite competitive and complex world. Now, George, do you have anything to add to that? Yes, it will be to students and certainly parents who are trying to support them. You know, recognize that whatever island of challenge you think you may have, should not and does not need to become the landscape of your life. And um, look for, first of all, don't believe well-intentioned experts about the boundaries that you can push. Um, as long as you are motivated, um, you will be amazed at the turns, very positive turns that your life takes. Uh, if you find the right community that embraces you and that you can embrace. Well said. Well, Dr. George Haggerty, Dr. Oksana Haggerty, thank you so much for both being with us here today at Different Brains. We hope you'll visit us again and I want to thank you so much for all you're doing at Beacon College for those of us whose brains are a little bit different. 
Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. all you're doing too. Thank you. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.